Let's pray as we come to think about some of the things that God says to us in the book of Proverbs about friendship. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the wonderful book of Proverbs. These little sayings that give us principles of how to live well in your world. Lord, when it comes to friendship this morning and as it comes to these Proverbs, I pray that you would just impress them upon our hearts. That we would leave here encouraged or challenged in the area of friendship. But Lord, give us ears to hear your word and hearts to receive it, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. So Proverbs, as we found out last week, they're little short sayings that get across one main point. And there's lots of Proverbs, modern Proverbs, about friendship. I like this one. There is nothing better than a friend, unless it's a friend with chocolate. I also like this one. Friends don't let you do stupid things alone. Uh, There's lots of little sayings in our world today about friendship. But friendship really does matter. Friendship really is important. Last June, the British government found it so important that they actually did a survey in Great Britain about friendship. And some of the statistics just show you that friendship is different for everybody. According to the research, a third of people have friends they don't really bother to see. Maybe that's you. A quarter of people say that they have friends that they've never actually met in person, only ever online. That's interesting, isn't it? Three people in 10 say that they do not have a best friend. And 7% of Britons say that they don't actually have anyone who they would even call a close friend. And half of Britons, 51% of them said that they find it difficult to make new friends. When it comes to friendship, all of us are different. Some of us have lots of friends. Some of us have a few. Some of us have a best friend or a close group of friends, and some of us don't. Some of us find making friends easy, and some of us find it painfully difficult. When it comes to friendship and forming friends and maintaining friendships, we are all very different. But I think one thing that we'd all agree on is that friendships matter. That friendships are important. Friends help us celebrate the good things in life, don't they? And friends are also with us when life is difficult and painful. Friendship prevents us from feeling isolated or alone. Friendship increases our sense of belonging and purpose. Friends boost our happiness and reduce our anxiety and stress. Friends help us cope when the traumas of life hit. Friends encourage us to change and to be better people. Friends also play a role in health. I was reading an article this week uh, produced by the Mayo Clinic, and apparently adults with strong friendships have reduced risk of depression, high blood pressure, and an unhealthy body mass. Amazing. Having friends and friendship is really, really important. And one of the things that I think we can forget sometimes is that friendship is a gift from God. It was God's good idea. Friendship is something that God wants us to have, that God wants us to enjoy, that God wants us to develop. Hopefully you you saw it in the video, but I love it right from the start of the Bible. There's Adam. Adam has been created and the animals are there and the animals are great. But what does God say? God said, 
It is not good for man to be alone. And then what did God do? God created this perfect friend for Adam. This woman who he would share life with. This perfect, wonderful friend. Friendship is God's idea. And having friends is a a wonderful gift from God. And so this morning as we look at the book of Proverbs, we're not going to look at every proverb on friendship um, because some of them are a little bit irrelevant. Although I did read one this week that really hit me. Um, I was reading one and it said this. It says, calling out blessings in the morning will sound like a curse. And that really related to me. Whenever I went to Union College, I am a morning person. And I would get on the train, and if I saw a friend, I'd be loud, and I'd be talking away, and I'd be chirpy, and my friend would sit with his head down thinking, I don't really like this this morning. In fact, my friend actually told me that if he saw me at Bangor West train station, he would avoid me if he could. Isn't that terrible? So I had to apologize to him this week. So if you don't want to be obnoxious, don't be loud in the morning in front of your friends. So we're not looking at all of the proverbs, but we are going to look at three particular things this morning. We're going to look at God's wisdom for choosing friends. So what does Proverbs say about choosing friends? Then we're going to look at God's wisdom for being friends. What does the Proverbs say about how we can be a good friend? And then finally, we're going to consider Jesus and the best friend that he is. So let's start with the first one. The first thing we're looking at this morning is God's wisdom for choosing friends. You know, whenever you're a teenager, and there's some of you here this morning, I think When you're a teenager, you just want loads of friends, don't you? When you're a teenager, you just want as many friends as you can possibly get. You want as many likes on Instagram for your photos. In school, you want everybody to be your friend. As teenagers, we we just want to have lots and lots of friends. Although as adults, maybe that's the same too. Maybe deep down, we just long for lots of friends. We long to be popular We long to have an entourage of people who we can call friends. But God's wisdom is very different. God's wisdom would say that we should go for quality over quantity. God's wisdom would say that it's not important to have lots and lots of friends, but that it's important instead to have the right type of friends. And there are two things that God says in Proverbs that we have to consider when choosing friends. And the first one is this, we need to be wary of fake friends. Have a look at what these two proverbs say. One says, wealth attracts many friends. And then the second one there, it says, many curry favor with the ruler. And everyone is the friend of one who gives gifts. That's true, isn't it? If you're rich, If you have a lot of resources, if you have a lot of money, if you're generous, if you give gifts, everyone wants to be your friend. But when the money runs out and the gifts are not given, they're away, aren't they? Think of the story of the prodigal son. There you had the son and he got his father's inheritance and he went off to a distant country and he lived it up in wild living, the Bible tells us. There were parties, there were people, and and he was footing the bill. Sure, I'll buy you drinks. Sure, I'll give you gifts. And then all the money ran out. And all his friends disappeared. And he was left feeding pigs and eating the pig food. That illustrates what God is saying here. 
that it's possible to have fake friends. That there are people and they might only want to be friends with you because of what they can get from you. They want you to do something for them or they want you to have influence for them or they want a favor from you and they're only friends with you because they can get something from you. And God says, just be wary of this. Be wary of fake friends. You guys who are teenagers, young people, I wonder are there any people that you can think of who might be fake friends? They're there in the good times. They're there when you've got something to give them. They're there when you maybe have sweets or gifts or something for them, but they're not there in the hard times. Adults, I wonder, could we identify any fake friends in our lives? Beware of fake friends, God says. And not only fake friends, but we also need to be wary of foolish friends. And that's what we see in the next set of Proverbs. Have a look at these two. God says, do not make friends with a hot-tempered person. Do not associate with one easily angered, or you may learn their ways and get yourself ensnared. And then he also says, walk with the wise and become wise, for a companion of fools suffers harm. Now, the fool in the Bible is the person who doesn't live God's way. A fool in the Bible is someone who hears what God says and how to live and they decide we're going to go our way and not God's way. The fool in the Bible are often described as wicked people or sinful people. They have no interest in God and they rebel against his ways. And Proverbs tells us that we're to think about not, perhaps not being friends with these people that we're to be wary of being friends with these people, that we're to be careful about being friends with the fool. And why? Well, if you look at the first example, it's because you can end up being just like them. Do not make friends with a hot-tempered person. Do not associate with one easily angered. Why? Or you may learn their ways. You may become like them. Again, you guys are teenagers. I wonder what some of the things that your friends do that they might be enticing you to do even though you know that's not the right thing to do. Do you have any friends and they're always trying to goad you to do a certain thing or trying to get you to go a certain way that you know isn't the right way? They're always putting pressure on you to go the wrong way. But God says to be wary of them. And maybe not to be friends with them. And maybe to pick good and wise people to be friends with instead of them. And then there's the other proverb. Walk with the wise and become wise. For a companion of fools suffers harm. This is the idea that sometimes whenever we spend time with certain groups of friends. We can end up in trouble if we follow their ways. If we, if we go along with people and we go out with certain people and we do certain things with people, we can end up landing ourselves in trouble. And again, this is more for you guys who are teenagers. Are there people you hang about with sometimes and every time you hang out with them, you end up in trouble? Are there people you hang out with and you end up in trouble with the police at the end of the night? Are there people you hang out with and you end up in trouble with your parents at the end of the night? 
Well, God says that maybe these are not the type of people you should be hanging out with. We have to choose our friends wisely. Folks, I wonder, do any of us here need to reevaluate some of our friendships? I wonder are you here this morning and maybe you're getting used by somebody. Maybe you have fake friends. Maybe you need to readjust or reevaluate those friendships. Or maybe you have friends and, and they just lead you to the wrong places. They lead you to places you don't even want to go. And you find yourself in trouble or you find yourself in deep sin or you find yourself doing things you don't want to do. Again, maybe you need to reevaluate those friendships. Okay, so we've got to choose wise friends. We've got to choose good friends, and that's really important. But in the Bible, the emphasis is not so much on choosing friends, but it's actually the emphasis in the Bible is how to be a good friend. And all of us want to be good friends to people, don't we? We don't want to be terrible, terrible friends. We want to be good friends. And the wonderful thing about Proverbs is it tells us some ways that we can be good friends. And the first thing that we can do is to be gracious in our friendships. Look at what Proverbs 17 says. Whoever would foster love covers over an offense, but whoever repeats the matter separates close friends. Let's look at the first part of that. Whoever would foster love covers an offense. Do you know what? Sometimes your friends are going to say really dumb things. Sometimes your friends are going to do really dumb things. And those things, they're going to hurt you. Those things are going to offend you. Those things are going to make you a little bit mad inside. But you see, whenever that happens, whenever your friend hurts you with their words or they hurt you with their actions or they say something silly, you've got a choice to make in that moment. And the choice is this. You can either lose it and get offended and angry and and risk breaking a friendship or you can just cover over it. You can just let it slide You can just be gracious. Your friend has said something stupid to you, you know, and instead of going off on it, you just think to yourself, do you know what, my friend is just tired today. And they've said that because they're tired and not thinking. Or my friend is under pressure at the moment and really stressed out. And they've done this silly thing. But you know what, I, I can just let it slide. There are times, folks, to be a good friend, we just have to let things slide. We just have to cover over the offenses of our friends. To be a good friend means that we don't pick up our friends and everything they say and do against us. But sometimes we just let it slide. But then whenever we do, sometimes sometimes a friend might say something, and we do need to talk about it. But when we've talked about it, when we've resolved it, the second part of the Proverbs is really important. Whoever repeats the matter separates close friends. If you've sorted a problem, if a friend has hurt you and you've sorted it all out, or if a friend has hurt you and you've just decided to let it slide, then to be a good friend means that you don't repeat it anymore. You don't bring it up. You don't bring it up to them again, and you don't, certainly don't bring it up to other people. Because if you do, 
There's the risk that you're going to damage and break that friendship. Friends are gracious to one another. They cover one another's offenses and they do not bring them back up. Let me ask you a question this morning. Are you easily offended by your friends? Do you fall out with people easily? Does someone just have to say one thing to you and that's you, the friendship's damaged, the friendship's broken, no more talking? Do you hold grudges? This is not how to be a good friend. A good friend is gracious, covers up offenses when they can be covered and doesn't bring them up. Okay, let's go on to the next one. Good friends then are also honest with each other. I think that I was a good friend whenever I was a teenager. And the reason I think that I was a good friend as a teenager is because if I had a friend and they had either dirt on their face or a big boogie hanging down, I would tell them. That is friendship, isn't it? That's what you do with your friends. When they've got a big boogie hanging down or they've got a big bit of dirt in their face and they don't know about it, you tell them. You're honest with them. And they might be a little bit embarrassed, but it means they can wipe the dirt off their face and they can give their nose a good clean. And this is kind of like what it means in this proverb to be a good friend. A good friend is honest with their friends. They say the hard things when they need to be said. Proverbs 27 says this, Wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. And the idea of this proverb is that if there's something, if if you have a friend and they're doing something wrong or they're going off or they've got a character trait that's rubbing people up the wrong way or you can kind of see dirt on their face, it says that an enemy will just not say anything. They'll just heap them with kisses. An enemy will let them get on with it. But a friend will wound them. A friend will tell them the thing that no one else is willing to tell them. A friend will say the hard thing that no one else is willing to say. You have a friend and you can see that they're developing a drinking problem. And nobody has said a thing about it. Everyone can see it, but nobody has said a thing about it. Do you know what a good friend will do? A good friend will say to them, listen, I'm really worried about your drinking. Can we talk about this? That's going to be a wound. That's going to be a difficult thing to say. But that's an honest thing to say and it might be painful and it might lead to a difficult conversation, but it might just save this person's life. It might just save them from years of hardship. It might just save them from going down a road that's going to be damaging and difficult. Good friends say the hard things when they need to be said for the good of their friends. Sometimes when we hear the word wound, I can think of like a a soldier, you know, in a battle and they sort of cut someone with a sword and they've wounded them. It's not that type of wounding. It's rather the the wounding of a surgeon. A surgeon who takes his scalpel and inflicts a wound on someone ultimately for their good and for their healing and for their betterment. 
That's what a good friend does. Speaks honestly and candidly with their friends. I wonder as you sit here this morning, can you see any of your friends making a car crash of their life? I wonder as you sit here this morning, do you have friends and you can see that, that they are going off on a terrible track? Or maybe you have friends and you've noticed a character trait within them that you're really worried about. And you see it as bright as day. And you're worried about them and you're concerned about them, but you're just sitting back, letting them get on with it. Friends, Proverbs says that to be a good friend, if that's you, you, you need to go and talk to them. Don't go and accuse them. Don't go and tell them off. But do as the Apostle Paul says and speak the truth with love. Listen, I'm really worried about you. And you might not like what I'm going to say, but I'm saying it because I love you and because I'm concerned for you. I have noticed whatever it is. Good friends are honest. Good friends point out the dirt and the boogies on people's faces. What's the next thing then? The next thing is that a good friend is there in tough times, according to Proverbs. Proverbs says, do not, fake, do not forsake your friend or a friend of your family, and do not go to your relative's house when disaster strikes. And this is this idea that if your friend is going through a difficult time, and you've planned to go and spend time at your brother's house in a different part of the world, you don't go, you stay with your friend. In this time of difficulty, you prioritize them even over other arrangements. You're there when times are tough. A good friend is there through tough times. There's actually a modern proverb in friendship which I think just gets this across, and it says this. A real friend walks in when the rest of the world walks out. A real friend walks in when the rest of the world walks out. Sometimes we don't know what to do. Sure we don't. We have a friend and, and they're going through something really tough and, and we can't even imagine what they're going through. We friends and they're experiencing things that we've not experienced and we have no idea what they're going through. And we know we're meant to be there. And we know we're meant to be good friends, but we don't know what to do. And so what do we do? We just stay at home. We just think, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to be a friend right now. And we stay at home and we stay away. But that's not what we're called to do. We're called to go and to be with them. And I think Job's three friends do a brilliant job. Do you remember from the reading what they did? They knew that he was in trouble. They came together and decided they were going to go to him as friends. They went to his house. And what did they do for a week? They said nothing. They just sat there with him and they just wept with him. They didn't know what to say. They didn't know what to do. But they were there. And they sat, and they listened, and they wept. You don't need to know the answers. You don't need to know what to say. 
You can't fix whatever the problem is. But good friends are those who are there with others in tough times. The final thing then, and and again, this is a big one, and this is a challenging one, but the last proverb says this. The next one, hopefully. Have I got another one up? Great, sorry, Robin. I actually couldn't remember if I put it on, so I wasn't actually blaming Robin there. I just couldn't remember if I finished my slides. A, A good friend is always loving. Check this out for a challenge. A friend loves at all times. And a brother is born for a time of adversity. But what about that first part? A friend loves at all times. A good friend has this commitment to their friends that no matter what happens, no matter what you say to me, no matter what you do, I am always going to love you. I'm always going to be loving towards you. It's this idea of loving commitment, no matter what happens, no matter what you do, no matter what you say. I, as your friend, am always going to love you. Wouldn't it be wonderful to have a friend like this? Wouldn't it be wonderful to have a friend who will love you through thick and thin no matter what? Wouldn't it be wonderful to have a friend whenever you're in the lowest depths of life will love you in that moment. Whenever you're struggling and failing will love you in that moment. Whenever you're depressed and down will love you in that moment. Whenever you can't be bothered doing anything will love you in that moment. Wouldn't it be great to have a friend like that? Well, that's the friend we do have. That's the friend we have in Jesus. Jesus is the perfect friend. Jesus is the one who loves us at all times, no matter what. Jesus is the one who Proverbs called closer than a brother. Jesus is the one who never leaves us and never forsakes us. Jesus is the best friend that any of us could ever have. This morning, do you have him as your friend? Do you know him? Do you walk through life with him? Do you know his comfort in times of pain? Do you know in his certainty in times of unsurety? Do you have Jesus as your friend? Because this morning you can Jesus says that he laid down his life for his friends. He died for you so that you could be friends with him and with the Father and with the Spirit. Christ is the best friend we can have and Christ is one who calls you and invites you to be his friend. Maybe you're sitting here this morning and you're a wee bit uneasy about that. You don't like the thought of Jesus being friend. Sounds too pally. Sounds too kind of childish. Sounds like something you'd learn and shine. And even though it sounds like that, that is what the Bible says. Jesus says to his followers, I no longer call you servants, but friends. Jesus specifically says that he laid down his life for his friends. 
This morning, if you've trusted in Jesus, then he is your friend. He's your friend. I wonder if some of you this morning need to, to broaden your horizon of who Jesus is. I wonder this morning, do some of you need to recognize that he's your friend, one you can walk with day in and day out, one you can know, one you can enjoy, one you can rely on. Jesus is your friend. And I want to encourage you this morning to walk in friendship with him. I love it in the Bible, there are some people and they're described as being people who walk with God. We're going to go for the ramble on Saturday. And uh, you're going to be walking with each other around Stormont. And as you walk around Stormont, you know, hopefully you won't, but you might trip over. You know, you might fall down. And what's going to happen if you're walking with somebody? They're, they're going to pick you up. Maybe after laughing at you if it's not serious. But they're going to pick you up, aren't they? When you walk with someone and you fall, they pick you up. Whenever you're walking around Stormont next week, you're not going to be walking in silence, are you? You're going to be talking with them. You're going to be talking with the person beside you, enjoying that friendship, enjoying the journey together. It's going to make that walk around Stormont even better to, to have someone beside you talking and walking with you. And this is what Jesus invites us to do. He invites us to walk with him through the journey of life, when we fall to look up to him to pick us up, when we're in tears to look to him to, to put an arm of comfort around us, to walk and to talk and to enjoy life with him, that's what we're invited to do this morning. And I want to encourage each of you to do that. Let's pray together before we sing. Our Father in heaven, we thank you so much for the wonderful gift of friendship. And I pray this morning, Lord, that if you have said one thing to us this morning, that we would just take that one thing and focus in on it and work out how to live in light of it. Father, if we need to reevaluate some of our friendships, help us to do that. If we need to say some honest but difficult things to those we love, help us to do that. If we need to recommit ourselves to loving others, help us to do that. But Lord, above and all of that, help us instead to, to walk with Jesus and to enjoy friendship with him. What a great friend we have in Jesus. Help us to glory in that, we pray. Amen.